Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Another exciting show of this fantastic Watkins Award. That is the Franklin D. Watkins Award show. I'm your guest. I'm your guest. I'm your host, Coach T. Tate here. And of course, my illustrious, as I will call him when he gets here, he'll be able to report on his own, but my right-hand man is, of all things, stuck in traffic. We'll let him tell his own story, but before I let him tell his own story, I want to go into, you know, this is Black History Month, and here at the National Alliance of African American Athletes, the Watkins Award, we celebrate every day. It's not just the month, uh, February, but every day, 365 days in a year. We do this because these young men make a tremendous sacrifice. They make a tremendous sacrifice. And that sacrifice that they make is nothing more than their love and their passion for the sport that they participate in, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball. And certainly, these young men are extraordinary students in the classroom. I say extraordinary students because it is what it is. They do things that people think is abnormal, but it's normal for them. So with that said, before uh, not only my sidekick get here and starts telling his story of why he was stuck in traffic, and of course, the guess who's coming up, I have to do that disclaimer, you know, the views and opinion, you know, that disclaimer. So I have to do the disclaimer, the views and opinions of the Watkins Award of those of the host and the co-host, that is Coach T. Tate and J. Everett Pearsaw. Those are our views. It's not the views of the radio station, bbsradio.com. Check them out. I mean, give them a look. Let them know that we sent you. We recommend you. You can come and listen to us every, every Monday because today is Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can listen to a podcast version of this or any of the 40... BBS Radio TV. Leading you out of the darkness and into the next room where there's seating and popcorn. Wow. BBS Radio TV. Oh, you heard that. BBS Radio TV. The darkness in the next room. Well, we're going to be just as dark as they are in terms of the message that you're going to get today. Because this show... It's for parents. It's for parents. It's for young adults, especially those who are in high school, male athletes. Well, you know, and I want to be perfectly clear. You don't have to be an African-American to listen to this show. You don't have to be. But you do have to be a person that has an open mind. And it can help any kid, whether you're male or female, whether your race isn't an African-American, because these young men, they come on 
and they try to give us all the information that they possibly can. And I'm just saying, these are some extraordinary scholar athletes. So those views and opinion, uh, of course, those of the National Alliance of African-American Athletes and of the Watkins Award, J. Everett Pearsall and Coach T. Tate. And don't take it out on our sponsors or advertisers, JMA Solutions, uh, where you can find Ms. Jan Adams at jma-solutions.com, or you can go to Ward Law Office or J.C. Lofton's Professional Alterations and Custom Tailoring, uh, heavenlybodyproducts.com, and Magic Waste Ballet, Ayana Jones Real Estate, the SRG group is making brokers into owners and agents into brokers. These are people who really and truly believe in what we do. So don't blame it on them. Blame it on us. We are the ones. So with that said, we got something very interesting we want you to watch or hear because we know that some people are not able to watch the show because they may be driving, but our show is heard by over 1.2 million people. And we realize that some people either here in the United States and abroad may not be able to see this. So let's go with what we think you would love to know about the Watkins Award and those individuals and the Watkins Award individuals who have received recognition. Let's take it away, gentlemen. Her story. Her story. Yeah. Join us this Women's History Month as we highlight the phenomenal contributions of Shiro's in the DMV. Well, they certainly are strong. They stick together, that's for sure. Four decades ago, Jan Adams was a divorced mom living on welfare. Today, she's the president and CEO of JMA Solutions, a government consulting firm based right here in D.C. With a dedication to honesty, professionalism, and hard work, it's no wonder Jan's 150-employee firm has received numerous awards and that she herself was inducted into the D.C. Hall of Fame for her outstanding contributions to the D.C. business community. Today, we pay tribute to Jan Adams. Celebrating her story, one she row at a time. You know, uh, I mentioned jma-solutions.com, and that is the... BBS Radio TV, you've reached this recording in error. Please hang up your phone and press play. If you're still having problems, dial youtube.com and mention BBS Radio TV. Boy, I tell you that BBS Radio TV commercial keeps popping up on us. Maybe they trying to get in the act here. They don't care about the views and the opinions. They want to jump in this with us. But Miss Jan Adams is the shero of jma-solutions.com. And certainly we want to just let her know that she is the person who has been certainly sponsoring us and backing the organization message which is these young men are the top, the top African-American scholar athletes in the country. It's an it's a arduous uh, process in which these applications are taken and reviewed. And if you have any question, 
just go by the website at www.naaaa.com and you will find everything you need to know about the National Alliance of African-American Athletes and the Watkins Award. So I just want you to know that, hey, despite uh, some of the interruptions that we've had today thus far, you know, we've had 43 of the top scholar athletes in the country that have been a part of our radio show. And today we got Kovan Dabowski, who is coming in. Uh, and Kovan is a 2008 uh, Watkins Award honoree. Uh, now, let's get it straight. That year that Kovan uh, was recognized, we had the individual who was recognized to be the standard barrier of the Watkins Award, and his name was Matt Daniels. He's been on the show, and Matt Daniels, he went to uh, Duke that year. But, you know, clearly that, you know, uh, th that year, 2008, uh, not only did we have Kovan and Matt, but we had Brandon Moore, uh, Kenneth Page, and Devere Posey. So let's just look at that class of five individuals in 2008. Devere Posey, he went to Ohio State. Kenneth Page, he went to Clemson. Brandon Moore, he went to Michigan. Matthew Daniels, he went to Duke. And Kavon Dabowski went to Cal Berkeley. Now, if you got any questions about the acceptance rate or what the cost would be to attend Cal Berkeley, you go on Cal Berkeley's website yourself and take a look. I mean, Cal Berkeley has produced... Nobel Prize uh, winners or Nobel laureates. And of course, billionaires have come through uh, Cal Berkeley. So what I mean by coming through Cal Berkeley, billionaires, these young men and young ladies came through and they were just normal people like all of us. But after getting that Cal Berkeley education and being inspired, uh, these young men and young ladies came out, started their own businesses or became uh, truly trailblazers at someone else's business. And they made billions of dollars. And of course, uh, their net worth uh, ended up being in the billions of dollars. So I just want to make it clear that it's an extraordinary pleasure uh, to be around these young men. And in, 2000, in 2008, uh, when uh, Kovan came through, it was uh, just an extraordinary uh, experience to watch these young men go to these top uh, schools. And we're talking power fives. We're we not talking division two, and I'm not talking down on division two. I'm not talking down on division three and NAIA and junior college. I'm just saying that these There's young men light were the top. When darkness calls, they, they were just the top. When you just, perceive someone, like, no matter you can't what recall, I, you can't I, recall, you can't recall. They don't want us 
It's just you and I hearing the music. So, <laughs> you know, it really had me a little distracted. But to say the least, like I said, this is the Watkins Award. We know how to work through adversity. And Mr. Pearsall, you jump right in and start talking about the traffic. Now, I've already did a disclaimer. And my disclaimer, I told them, was of the Watkins Award and of whatever you came to the show talking about the reason why you was stuck in traffic. Now, make it clear to the audience, where in the world are you? Because nobody knows where you are, Mr. Pearsall. So first, I mean, set the foundation of where you are. They say where's Waldo, but where's Everett? I'm in Los Angeles, California for my 21st Super Bowl experience. Here in Los Angeles, I was here and welcomed by uh, our fearless board member, um, Reginald Grant, with a host of events to continue to highlight what the Alliance and the Watkins Award is all about. So since Monday, every day, there's been an event to talk about. 
the great things that the Watkins men are doing and the great things that the Alliance is involved with. And moreover, uh, to connect us with people who may want to support us in different facets of our initiatives. And obviously, as we always are in need of uh, resources. And so I've been here uh, since, since Monday and, and, and excited. It's, in fact, I just left one of our dear Watkins men um, with which I you know, miscalculated the travel time, Justin Blaylock, who came in on Saturday and we've had an opportunity to spend some time together. But Lorenzo Alexander is here. Bobby Okariki has been highlighted in a number of events. Watkins guys are all over the place. Um, and again, supporting not only the events that we're doing, uh, but all the things that we're all about. And it's been exciting. I want to tell you that Los Angeles did a phenomenal job uh, with the challenges that were ahead of them to do this event and to have the Super Bowl. Uh, certainly, I've in 21 years seen um, you know things happen, but the challenges of dealing with COVID, especially having been in Tampa Bay last year, um, they've done a wonderful job. Everyone that uh, entered any event that I've gone to was vaccinated, and we won't go down that rat hole. But and the showing proof of that was really your entree into a number of venues, but um, all is well, all is safe. Uh, I am actually also with uh, Leland Stein III, another board member uh, who has now been to 30 Super Bowls and continues to put forth an effort to make sure that everyone from uh, black media to, to mainstream media, to athletics and in the industry and in the press knows about what the Watkins Award and what we're doing. So it's been an exciting week nonetheless. Uh, you're seeing me on the downside of an entire week, uh, an entire week of promoting what we're doing, but more important, importantly, exciting and networking with individuals who are like-minded. Well, I, um, I, I've, I've been notified that they want to play our honoree clip. So, you know, we got an important day coming up, which is March the 12th uh, in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, Mr. Pearsall, and I want the audience to have an opportunity to see and to listen to a preview of the young men who will be at this event. And then we're going to bring our guest up because our guest falls right in place uh, with these young men. These are the type of men that young men that we bring to the Watkins Award on an annual basis. We, we never stop. I mean, for 31 years, we consistently brought the top African-American scholar athletes to the event. So with that said, let's take a look at the young men who will be at the Bethesda Jazz and Blues Club on March the 12th and that's on a Saturday and it, the red carpet kicks off at what time Mr. Pearsall? And so I'll, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. Uh, the VIP reception uh, will kick off at uh, three o'clock until five o'clock. I'm sorry, the, the, the press conference at three o'clock to four o'clock, the uh, VIP reception from four o'clock to six o'clock, the red carpet six o'clock to seven o'clock, doors open and the award banquet will begin shortly after. Well, we'll get into what all that means and how can someone participate in all of those events that you just mentioned. Outstanding. I look forward to it.
So we'll let the engineer bring up those six individuals so they can be introduced to our uh, listeners and certainly viewers uh, that have an opportunity to view this. We're waiting on you. Hey fans, the Watkins Award recognizes the nation's top African-American male high school scholar-athletes. The award has been presented annually since 1992 and is named for the late Franklin D. Watkins, who cared about the kids in his community and coached championship football and basketball teams in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. On March 12, 2022, in Washington, D.C., the National Alliance of African-American Athletes will recognize six premier African-American scholar-athletes with the presentation of the 30th annual Franklin D. Watkins Memorial Award. The finalists are chosen based on their unweighted grade point averages, extracurricular activities, community service, personal statements, and letters of recommendation. With us, we have the founder and executive director of the Watkins Award, Everett Pearsall, chairman of the board, Kevin Clark, board directors, David Williams, Tyrone Tate, Keon Roberts, Val Emery, and Vareva Harris. Six finalists will be recognized for the 2022 Watkins Award trophy. Not present today is Brandon Davis, Under Armour All-American from Middletown, Delaware, with a sterling 4.2 grade point average at Middletown High School. But present here today and standing with their lovely families in alphabetical order, please welcome Tyler Booker with his mother, Tashana, and his father, William, from New Haven, Connecticut. Tyler's achieved high honor roll, volunteers for Black Couples United, Community Baptist Church, and dominate the day camp, mentor at St. Luke's School and West Haven Seahawks football program, recipient of IMG Helpful Heart Award, member of the BSU, motivational speaker for Connecticut Youth, UA Next program, Mets Prep All-American, FBU All-American, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 3.0 GPA at IMG Academy. Fans, give it up for Tyler Booker. Next up, give it up for Elijah Green with his mother Leslie and father Eric from Windermere, Florida. Elijah has achieved high honor roll at all four years of high school, volunteers for Little League Baseball and mentor to many youth baseball leagues, spearheading diversity initiative in baseball, IMG Golden Glove, high school baseball preseason All-American, Prospect Wire All-American, Perfect Game All-American team, Baseball Factory All-Star, Baseball Factory All-American, Team USA 18U team, ranked the number one high school baseball player, Prep Baseball Report number one player in the nation, and Under Armour Baseball All-American while maintaining a 4.1 GPA at IMG Academy. You guys are impressive. Give it up for Elijah Green. Next up, give it up for Harold Perkins with his mother Bertha and Uncle Alvin from Cypress, Texas. Harold has achieved A-B honor roll for all four years of his high school. Mentor at Cypress Middle School, Houston Touchdown Club Offensive Player of the Year, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, Dave Campbell's Whataburger Super Team first team linebacker, all-state running back, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 4.9 grade point average at Cypress Park High School. Give it up for Harold Perkins. 
Next up, give it up for Brennan Thompson. Here with his mom, Bonnie, from Spearman, Texas. Brennan is a member of the National Honor Society, academic All-American, Spearman football homecoming king, volunteer at the ARC Domestic Violence and Sexual Abuse Center and Chamber of Commerce, also volunteers for Christmas meal delivery and Big Brothers Big Sisters, silver 100-meter state champion, gold 200-meter state champion, first-team all-district defensive back, first-team all-district wide receiver, all-state all-purpose player, ranked number 11 in the state in the state of Texas, ESPN ranked 91st player in the nation, rivals ranked 66th nationally, and Under Armour football All-American while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Spearman High School. Wow. Brennan Thompson. Last but not least, let's make some noise for Wesley Williams. He's with Mom Paula and Father William from Gainesville, Virginia. Wesley is a member of the National Honor Society, volunteer for DECA Inclusivity Project, Buddy Club member, volunteer for Football Faith Timeout, Youth Football Mentor, First Team All-Met, Maryland All-State Team, and Regional Defensive Player of the Year while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Battlefield High School. Give it up for Wesley Williams! Fans, what an incredible group of young men that have incredible GPAs and are involved in a myriad of community service activities that give back to their local communities. Under Armour is proud to be a major supporter of the 2022 Watkins Award Trophy presentation and program. Fans, one more time, a huge round of applause for these young men. Wow, you guys are awesome. Mr. Pearsall. I see you gloating back there. <laughs> yes, sir. You, you know, this is. You know, Kovan is on waiting on us right now, right? Huh? You know, Kovan is on the show waiting on us, right? Okay. Well, we, right. Know, we got we got to make sure that uh, Kovan is properly <clears throat> introduced All to right. make sure that people know that he wasn't a novelty, that it wasn't <laughs> a trick play. You know, <laughs> of course, these are things that have to be slowly interjected into people's minds because they think that this is a show that's made up, that you got two quacks in here just talking crazy because where you gonna find some African-American kids that are going to these top schools in the country, let alone somebody that's actually willing to come back to the show and vouch for not only what we say, uh, but clearly talk about what they're doing. And today is one of those individuals. And I just want to say that he's from Chandler, Arizona. Uh, and clearly he's a 2008 honoree. He graduated from Hamilton High School. And I want to, you know, undoubtedly let people know this young man as it's just another prime example of how we are humbled. We are absolutely out. You just can't say enough about a lot of these young men. We are humbled uh, by the fact that we have someone like uh, Kovan uh, Dabosky, and certainly I want to thank him for coming on and 
How you doing, Kavon? Came from um, LA. I was I was near Everett. Tried to meet up with them, but uh, I'm doing well. well. I just made it back. Well, I'm I am I, I'm man. I'm overjoyed to have you because Kavon, you know what we do at this show, and if anybody knows it best because of your untireless work with the youth. Uh, every time I've spoken to you, it's noise in the background. I'm trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And you are constantly working with the youth. Tomorrow's not only football players or athletes, but tomorrow's doctors, lawyers, engineers, uh, Nobel laureates. Uh, because, I, you know, these the people who listen to the show, they want to know. In the in your household, the Dubosky Johnson household, what in the world is going on when you were a kid? How did they get you to start focusing in on your grades? Because your mama had four young men, so she chasing four she chasing four boys around. How did she get you to focus the way you began to focus? In, in your schoolwork? Um, I, I think it was partly my mother telling me that I was, you know, at that time, my mom was a single mother and I was the man of the house and her telling me that she couldn't pay for college. And this was at a young age. She made it known that I had to focus on school. Um, I think ultimately it was ingrained in me to be great i wanted i wanted to get good grades i wanted to make sure that i was doing everything right um and i guess it was the morals from being raised that govan if you're not if you're not doing your school you're not playing football you're not running track so you know having that type of strict um stern rule set for our family um we all, all brothers, all four of us that are, you know, did what we did, we made sure that we continued the legacy to know that we are student athletes. Um, there were times when my brother, he didn't, he didn't do his schoolwork and he didn't get to play. So, you know, we, we were a family that knew that student was first and athlete was second. Um, and, you know, I contributed a lot of that to my mother, honestly. Well, you, here you got a, and, and you acknowledge the fact that you got a single parent mom raising four boys. I mean, do you know the statistics? And I shouldn't say, do you know, but the statistics are easy for you to say, well, I didn't make it. I got involved in crime. You know, I, my grades went low. The system allows you to say that and say, well, you know, you're right. Yeah, but you chose not to allow that to be an excuse for you. So you get to high school. And I mean, over at Hamilton High School, we talking about a legendary high school in football. I mean, when you was coming up in um, at Hamilton High School, I heard of something called the, the battle for the Arizona Avenue. So what's going on in your mindset? I, I think we we had a little challenge with our audio. Can you hear yeah, me? So, 
I can hear you just fine, and he'll be back in a second. But when before he comes back, yeah, we were together here, and he was here promoting um, one of his ventures, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But you know, he was here, and he did an incredible event um, on Saturday, and we sent a ton of people over there. And so he literally just landed back in Arizona. He flew back, and he said, uh, "You know, we'll be cutting it close." Um, but I'm sure wherever he is, he's trying to make sure that he has the right connect connectivity and uh, to get back on the call. So he's probably reconnecting and getting everything together. You know what it is. You know how I've been on the move through airports and plane, trains, and automobiles. You can That's hear not me. fair. That's I've not on, fair. Uh, you, I've been on islands. To. I've been on <laughs> islands and, and so forth. And you still, you know, I'll cut in and out and, and yeah, have I'm those sorry. types of challenges. No somebody, worries, brother. No worries. Somebody was calling me. I apologize. I had to let him know. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> no You're worries. <laughs> Go ahead, Tyrone. Well, Kovan, I mean, because they calling you so much, let me peel right in. You get to high school, and you go into Hamilton High School. And, and I was mentioning the battle for Arizona Avenue. This is okay. some things that I heard about when you was a senior. I mean, that's a big thing out there in Arizona. And certainly Hamilton High School is known for their football. As a matter of fact, one of the the premier players out of Hamilton High School, Mr. Pierce, lived in Mr. Pearsall neighborhood, and that's Terrell Suggs. Hey, Most hey. people don't know. I knew he was from Arizona, but I didn't know he was from Hamilton High School. But what makes you focus on the sport? in addition to the classroom? How do you focus to the point that you get in the office from big schools like Cal Berkeley? Um, so coming into my freshman year, there was a game plan. And the game plan was I needed to be in honors classes. Um, the, the, I, I really thank Miss Rosin, Rosalind Hood. Um, she was an African-American counselor at, at our school at Hamilton, the only female African-American counselor. And she saw my abilities because I transferred from Tucson, Arizona, South Point Catholic. And she saw my abilities and she saw how intelligent I was. And she was like, we're putting you in all honors classes. OK, if you do this, if you at least keep this grade point average, you'll be able to go to any college you want. And if it wasn't for her, I think I would have just been a part of the Hamilton system. And I probably would have never known the route to, you know, take these honors classes and take these AP classes. And and, and one thing I can say is for four years or three and a half, Will, um, that she stayed on me for those whole three and a half years. Every year she was the one doing my classes and telling me, hey, you get an A in this class, you can get a B in this class, you can get an A in this class, and this will be your GPA. So I made it upon myself to continue my GPA. Like, for example, my math, I knew I would get an A in math. My English, I knew I would get an A in English. My history, I knew I would get an A in history. Um, now, science, I, I knew I would get an A in that. So I knew that based on those classes, I could which class I could not necessarily slack off, but I could focus more on the other classes in order to keep my GPA and still do football and still do track and still do elite training at professional facilities, right? Um, so, you know, it was it was the blueprint that was taught to me through Miss Hood um, that gave me the abilities to now teach it to the youth, right? right. Um, so the kids that I have now. I'm telling these kids
we lost your audio a little bit. He'll be back. He, it looks like uh, he's trying to multiplex with the uh, using the phone. And obviously, when you use your phone, someone will call you and kind of yeah. take over your Zoom. I'm very familiar with that. It's happened to me. He's trying yeah. to talk it yeah. through. Yeah, touch your ears. Can't hear you. Touch your ears. So, yeah, he's still talking. He's trying to, he's trying to get it together. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. He's working on it. You know, it's the undaunting <laughs> desire to be on our show that makes our guys do anything possible to make sure that they can connect with us. Well, man, um, this, so, this is the feel. So, this, so <laughs> this, this is a feel, man. This, this is fourth, fourth and three, the Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl. Hey, no going to get it over. It's the real deal over here. Now, if you watch any football this year, you notice that no game was over until the clock, you know, tick zero. That's and right. So, you know, as we're in, in our game, it's going to be the same way. This thing ain't over until the clock ticks zero. That's all right. the games, all the playoff games, with the exception of maybe one, you know, every game was determined in the last, you know, part of the game. And you didn't know who was going to win. Any team had life. Any player could play. So, you know, he, he's back. Right? Hey, hey Kavon, can you hear me? I don't know why. He's not that, that earpiece and that sound is just not working right. Take yourself off of, of mute. It looks like you're on mute. Yeah, there we to, go. I'm sorry. I had to block that person. <laughs> <laughs> they just wasn't letting go. They kept calling back. Just wouldn't stop. Well, look, that was a block to get the quarterback in. The end zone. Don't worry about it. The person's calling me about cryptocurrency, about these NFTs, and I'm like, dude, I'm on a Zoom. Like, I, I text the guy, like, man. <laughs> well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand you over to Mr. Pearsall real quick. But before I do that, just let the audience know, what was your mindset your senior year? Is choosing, I mean, you talk about going to the fire department. What made you choose to go to Cal Berkeley, man? You knew you were going to have to do some work, Kovan. Somebody would have took an easier route. But um, what I, I, had you choose? It, it was the competition, 100%. Like, at that time, Cal was a running back school. Where you had J.J. Arrington, Marshawn Lynch, Justin Forsett. And the way that they kind of recruited me, they kind of said that Javid Best had the Bo Jackson injury, Okay. And so they utilized that to kind of infiltrate me and say, hey, since he has the Bo Jackson injury, you could come in here playing, especially with how smart you are. You could graduate high school early and come in here and compete for a spot. So it was mainly the competition, the drive to be better than what they were saying was the best. Right. Because um, I could have went to Stanford with Coach Hardball. I could have went to ASU and I could have done big things at either school. Um, but it really was that competition that drove my fire and my desire. Um, and at that time, I, you know, I thought I was on top of the world. Right. Um, and if I could give any advice to any kids, um, it's to really look at the depth chart. Right. Not not this year's depth chart for next year's depth chart. Right. If you're a junior or senior, you need to be looking at what their depth chart is for next year, um, because then that can kind of 
give you a glimpse on what they're going to be doing and also watching the, watching their games, watching their film on YouTube, whatever you have to do to actually watch them. Don't wait to go to an official visit. Then they win that one game to whoever, but then they lose the next five, right? Because you were at that game and they won that big game, it makes you think that you want to go there. No, you need to watch the film on this team, watch what who their who how their depth chart is working, who's hurt for the position that you're trying to be in. Who else are they also recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that was another thing. They got me in. As soon as I got in, they started recruiting Sam McGuffey, and they told me I was the only running back that they were recruiting. But, you know, that was the quote-unquote way of getting me in because now I'm in. Now they're going to go recruit another running back. That's my same class because I graduated early. Right. So you got to know what's really going on, especially with this new NIL deal um, that just got put into play. I think that if whoever's watching this and if you're an elite athlete and whoever, whatever parents are watching this, you need to create an LLC for your child because what's about to happen is these big companies are going to come in and say, oh, we can do all this and all that for your child. But in the in the black and white of the paper, they're going to take a large chunk of your child's life away from them as far as revenue share, right? So you really want to start creating your own LLC right now for your child, right? Put it, create it for his name, right? Take his name off the domain, buy his website, do um, connect it to a Shopify put at least one design shirt up there so that they can't take your trademark and your name, image, and likeness. Um, this name, image, and likeness is um, it's going to change the way that athletes think coming into college. Um, you're going to see bigger deals. You're going to see not just $2 million deals. You're going to see five, $10 million deals for one to four years type of thing. And so if I could be any advice to that, I think it's, really honing in on the school you want to go to, the depth chart, watching their film and and getting yourself structured in a business manner. Because like once you get there, you know, the sharks are out there for you. Right. You don't want to be a little fish. You want to you want to swim with the sharks. Right. right. Um, so right. That, that, that's what I feel that kind of needs to be done and needs to be said for coming into this new July 1st, 2021. Um, NIL deal that just got signed. Well, Pierce, he's all yours because I know you're ready to dig in real quick. Kovan Dabosky, yes, a.k.a. Mr. Dabosky, a.k.a. C.D., a.k.a. Debo, a.k.a. Yes, Mr. Chandler, a.k.a. Mr. Arizona, a.k.a. Mr. Cal, a.k.a. Mr. Golden Bear a.k.a. Mr. Running Back University, a.k.a. Trainer Extraordinaire, a.k.a. Mr. Scientific, a.k.a. Mr. Crypto, a.k.a. The Great Dabosky, a.k.a. Mr. Athlete Coin, and we'll get there. Welcome to the show, my brother. And, and Mr. QKA Omega Sci-Fi. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I see you want to throw up the hooks. Hey, welcome yes. to the show, man. I know that... Uh, we certainly haven't had an opportunity to spend as much time together as we want to. But when I think about coming uh, to see you when you were in high school and getting an opportunity to meet not only yourself, but your family, your mom, your blended family, the support structure, but more importantly, being embraced by everyone in your family as to what the Watkins Award is all about. And as you mentioned earlier, 
how important education was for you and how your education was going to be the springboard to help you to be able to do some of the things that I saw and that I realized, which is to go to college because I grew up in a similar household whereby if I didn't figure out a way to get college paid for, my brother, my brother, I would not be going to college. And so having gone through those things and seeing some of those things, man, so proud of you, so much of an honor to be able to, to, to have you part of the Watkins family, so much of an honor to have you as part of everything that we do, but more importantly, a representative of everything we're all about. When you think about the journey that you had going uh, to Cal and then, you know, leaving Cal and getting your master's at, you know, Northern Arizona and, and doing all the extraordinary things that you had an opportunity to experience. What has the Watkins Award meant to you? The Watkins Award was something that was very special to me. Being an African-American male here in the United States, we don't have very prestigious awards that highlight not just our athletics, but also our scholarship. And when it was first brought to me and I was introduced to you, just like trying to beat out Javit Best and Shane Vereen, I wanted to beat out all the other finalists, right? I, I wanted to be a finalist. Like it wasn't something like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. No, I wanted when I found and read about it and they sent me the brochure and all the good things for that. I wanted I wanted to be I wanted to win it. Like I didn't. Right. It was in my mind. Right. And knowing that this alumni system was something that was far bigger than who I was, right? I wanted to be a part of the alumni system, more importantly. Um, when you go back and you look at the people like Myron Roll, people like Justin Blaylock, the people that are at Lorenzo Alexander who went to Cal, that was another person that, that touched me, that made me want to be a part of it, right? Because here's this one person that went to our school and far as I know, I'm the, I was the second guy, right? Right. Um, and so that was very that was that was very close to me that I, I wanted to represent for Cal Berkeley, right? Um, yes, sir. And so that whole time, I knew in my heart that I wanted to be a Watkins Award member, right? And now I guess I'm an alumni, and, and oh, it's absolutely great inside of me. Yeah, <laughs> great job, man! Again, you continue to represent well. As, as Coach Tate talked about the fact that you've had an impact on so many lives and those individuals can take a look at who you are, what you've done, and more so your, 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 your passion to make sure that they're better. And in your journey, you could teach them to overcome things quicker, faster, or maybe not even have the same obstacles that you may have had. Um, I know that we've had a couple of hiccups during our podcast. I don't know how that will affect time. But I want to give you an opportunity to talk about this revolutionary thing. You're a cautionary tale that I've given everyone. If I had listened to you, you know, back in, in, in honest to God, in 2008, 2009, uh, you told me, I'm sorry, 2010, you told me to be a part of crypto. I didn't do it. I'd be rich. I wouldn't be working. I'd be able to just fly around and do whatever I want to do in life. I didn't do it. Uh, I'm listening to you now. Tell us about Athlete Coin and some of the great things you're doing. Um, out there in this world of crypto? So every cryptocurrency, in my opinion, there's it, it's for people in their interest, right? Um, me being an athlete, I felt in my heart that athletes are not being represented the way that we need to be represented with business owners, with teams, and with within other players. 
Um, this name, image, and likeness was something that I knew that we as individuals need to hone into ourselves. So I was able to create a cryptocurrency token um, based on fa these fast twitch isokinetic machines. They give this performance data. And once you finish your, your completed set of workout, you were then rewarded with a token called athlete coin. Um, and this last four or five year process, I've, I've found out that it's more than just your proof of performance. It's your name, image, and likeness on an IP on the blockchain that is key for the revolutionary disruption that is about to take place within college and professional sports. Um, and, I, and I'm here to, to, for everyone listening today to say that athlete coin is real. Whether you can see it or you can't see it, it is real. I am doing the backdoor works that need to be done to get these, this token listed. And what it comes down to is athletes understanding their worth, who they are, what, what their worth is truly, right? And it's not what an owner dictates. It's, it's going to be what they dictate when they go to sell themselves on a screen, right? Or, or on their phone, right? It's pretty much a screen. Um, but the power of owning your name, image, and likeness is what's key. Um, so with the token that I have, I've made 3.3 billion tokens. It does have a DeFi or a deflationary aspect to it, meaning if you're a token holder for every transaction in the world, 3% of that transaction goes to every single token holder in the world. Um, for every transaction, 1% is burned, meaning it's off this earth forever. And 1% goes back to our Athlete Coin Foundation that we're starting so that we can do marketing so that we can put in for CTE research for football, right? Um, and then 1% goes to a liquidity pool to show that our token does have value, right? It's not just made from thin air. Um, so about for every 100 tokens in the world, six of them are being dispersed in that type of tokenomics. Um, you won't see many tokens that have tokenomics like that because this new deflationary type of uh, concept is made through the smart chain, which is Binance, okay? And that's another ex exchange that has their own token. Um, I utilize their protocol right now because I already have the software. I already have the machines. And now it's connecting a layer one athlete coin um, to these machines and software. But with that being said, at the end of the day, I believe in my heart that us as athletes, we're the ones that help drive what's going on in this sports industry. It's not the owners. It's not the marketing. It's us athletes putting ourselves out there every day. And one last thing I want to say is we never get paid for our training. I'm talking from five years old all the way to 18, 21 years old. We never get paid for our training. And you think about how many, I guess, fallen soldiers there are out there of athletes that never made it to college or never made it to the NFL or, you know, professional sports. But here's this athlete coin that they've been training since they were five, six years old. And they got around 13 years of their data that is that could help hold some type some type of value to it. Thus, I'm trying to create a token where players can monetize off their sweat equity. And, and, and at its simplest core, athletes will be able to monetize off their name, image and likeness. Um, so that's pretty much what athlete coin is. From what I'm being told by exchanges, exchange owners, not exchanges, exchange owners, is that this idea, it may have sounded, you know, very high level, but it, in these exchanges minds, it's very simplistic because you train on a machine, the machine gives you your data, 
you get your athlete coin just like that, right? And I don't think that there's any cryptocurrency out there like that right now. And 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 that should be the goal is to have a token for athletes, right? Yep. Yep. And so Great that's job. Thank Great you. job. And, and and let me tell you that, you know, there's a reason I didn't tell you to start from the beginning when talking about crypto, because at the end of the day, that's something that people need to understand and or um, be able to reach out and get an understanding thereof. I want you to dive right into that athlete coin and kind of give people an idea that uh, you're doing something that's revolutionary. And as I mentioned to you before, and I really say that, and I've said to other people, and you never heard me say it too much, but if I had listened to you back then, uh, certainly uh, I would not be working uh, today, I would not be working today. Oh, we yeah. we would have had we would have box row seats at the game. Absolutely. Hey, give our listeners an opportunity to know how they can get in contact with your social media, however you would like for them to reach out if they've got some questions about this. Um, on Instagram, actually, if you want to know the truth, I have all social medias. Give I them out. Give them out real quickly. It's Athlete Coin. That's all you got to type in. I God gave me the ability or downloaded the information to go and nab all the domains for AthleteCoin. I have the .com, I have AthleteCoin.x, which is a um, unstoppable domain, meaning it, it can run on forever. I don't need any GoDaddy or anything like that. So if you just look up AthleteCoin and all social medias on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm all there, right? Um, so what it comes down to is being able to understand that this cryptocurrency is here to stay, not necessarily AthleteCoin, I'm talking all crypto is here to stay. The blockchain is here to stay. Great job, my brother. You know I love you. I'm going to tell you back over to Coach State. My man, Debo. Look here, man. I'm, I'm speechless. We may have to bring you back, Kovan. Uh, I mean, man, you have me cracked the bottom of the barrel. And besides, I want you to talk about how you could have made uh, Mr. Pierce all like uh, King Benzo, I guess that's his name. I mean, that, that guy's a billionaire in the, in the crypto world. So, to say the least, thank you everyone for listening to the Walk of the Ward show. You've been here with our special guest, Kawan DeVos. Of course, my right-hand man, J. Everett Pierce. And yours truly, Coach T. We look forward to getting you next week. And we are out of here. Hey, Aber.com. All you gotta do is put your mind you to your first. Wake up, I'm on to the next. New day, I gotta do my best. Uh, every day I put the work in.